You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow, I could really use Current. I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. What's up, family? Thank you for tuning in to the Dream Nation podcast. My name is Casanova. I'll be your host, and I'm excited to be bringing to you entrepreneurs, thought leaders, and trailblazers from around the world. Stay locked in with us because we're about to go on a journey that will change your life. What's up, Dream Builder? We are back again. And today on the episode, we have the amazing Miss Eleanor Beaton. Eleanor, you want to go ahead and say what's up to Dream Nation? Dream Nation, I am so pumped to be here with you and to have a conversation about entrepreneurship and the journey. Thank you for welcoming me onto your platform, Casanova. Absolutely. So that's a great place to start because I don't know if you've listened to many episodes, but we that's exactly how we like to start off is people sharing their journey. And the way that I always love to um, introduce someone's story is I compare us as entrepreneurs, thought leaders, change makers to superheroes. And why is because we're constantly flying around the world, whether that means physically or even now virtually, right? In other people's living rooms, in their ears, listening to podcasts. Um, and we're putting on our cape and we're trying to solve some of the world's biggest problems. And so for a lot of people, if they've seen your social media, they've seen that you've been featured in Huffington Post and many other big public um, publications, magnificent publications, but they don't necessarily know on the backside who is, let's say for you, that Lois Lane. They see the superwoman, the S on the chest, but they don't know who that Lois Lane is. So take us back, share a little bit of your journey with us, if you would, please, and tell us when it comes to Eleanor Beaton, who is that Lois Lane? Mm, what an awesome question. So really, you know, um, I would take it back. Whenever I think about my journey, I always think about moments, you know, like really important kind of formative moments. And so um, we immigrated to the East Coast of Canada. My mom's from the Fiji Islands. My dad was Welsh. Um, we moved here because my dad got a job teaching at a university. My mom, before that, when they met, they were she was always like the primary breadwinner. Um, we move here. The culture's totally different. Um, she looks totally different. Her, she doesn't, you know, we don't really know how things work here. So she gives up her, up her job and raises us, myself and my younger sister and brother. And so my parents had a, had a really good marriage in so many ways, but, but my mom had no money of her own. And it created this dynamic that I was always aware of, just that when it came to money, my mom didn't have a lot of power. And I can remember her 
driving me to basketball practice. And it's winter. We discussed. It's the Northeast. It's a big winter storm. She's driving me to basketball practice. Her hands are gripping the steering wheel and she is pissed at at something, some argument that she and my dad had about money. And she said, Eleanor, always make your own money. Money is power. Always make sure that you have power over your own life. So that moment, like Mm. I've never forgotten it. It was like this burning moment, that burning desire And so I, you know, went forward with that commitment that whatever I was going to do, I was always going to have that level of independence. So for me, Lois Lane was a young, impressionable woman who was inspired by her mother's frustration to create a life for myself, but then also ensure that other women were not in my mom's situation. You know, where they didn't have that financial economic power. Um, They were able to create their own choices. So, you know, I went on from there. I I ultimately worked in organizations, was basically unemployable. (laughs) Like so many entrepreneurs, I was not a good employee. Um, Just really always saw, I was like, I could be doing this better. I think I could be doing this better. Started my own business and have, you know, from a small town in Eastern Canada, um, have grown a seven figure business, reaching people from all over the place, fulfilling my vision and mission. I'm a mom to two boys. I am like, which means I'm basically like part-time chauffeur. Um, That's the lowest lane. But what hasn't changed is this like burning desire. Cool. So when your mom first said that and and you decide, hey, one day, you know what, I'm going to have control over my life. I don't ever want to feel that. Do you feel like you like did you always stay that mission or was there a turning point where you said, ah, this is what my mom was trying to teach me? Like when you first started to, you know, obviously become that impressionable young woman that you were talking about, because a lot of us, we don't really understand the clues until something in life happens to us. Was that your case or did you hit the ground running from the beginning and be like, yeah, I I know this is the path that I'm going? You know what? That's such an interesting question because I think the first thing, like that was the fire. And so in my earlier career, it was just like, look, I don't care. I'm going to be independent no matter what. (laughs) So it was about like getting the best jobs I could, um, saving my money, like paying for everything. I was like, I was fancy and I was paying for it. (laughs) You know, that's like how it initially kicked (laughs) off. But as I kept, like, I just kept doing the next thing and seeing. So I had this, this, um, skill for communication. So I started as a, as a journalist in, in advertising. Then I started my own communications company. And then I took that skill for communication and messaging and took it into the entrepreneurial world. And that's where I started to see the bigger mission behind this personal quest for independence. So it started as this personal quest for independence and this knowledge that for a woman, it's just so important for everybody. But for me, it was for women to have, be financially independent. When I started, you know, my business working with entrepreneurs and female founders, what I really started to see then was the larger mission behind the business. And I started to see so many women who were um, starting businesses to have that independence, but in having that independence, the money, the time and the autonomy, we call it CIA, cash, influence and autonomy, right? You've got money to pay your bills, to be free, 
you've got influence, like your voice can be heard and you have autonomy, like you have time and freedom. And I saw so many women who wanted to do that. And that was the big metric of success. And that's when ultimately I realized the larger mission behind that burning desire to be independent. It was really about creating a new model of business growth that is all about sustaining the planet. So uh, my vision is that for women, I'm look, I'm out there, we're on a mission to double the number of female founders who sustainably scale past a million dollars in annual revenue by 2030. That means we need to inspire, train, teach, connect with 200,000 women entrepreneurs and help them sustainably scale past a million bucks. Because I think when we do that, what we're really showing is, hey, there's an alternative to hustle culture. There's an actual model of economic growth here Mm. that so many of us can get behind where you can have your cake and eat it too. Are you going to have to work? Yes, but you don't have to sacrifice money for a relationship with your kids. You don't have to sacrifice revenue growth for a healthy body and a healthy mind. And for me, that was, it was like this taking one step then the next. And I was really able to link that experience of being a teenager and having that conversation with my mom with ultimately what I think my purpose here on earth is. I love it. I love it. There's so much to unpack there. I think the first thing that I want to know is you as a coach, I mean, entrepreneurship in general, it's very lonely, right? Everybody knows it and it doesn't have to be. But when your head's down and you're trying to build a business and especially if you're a woman, right, you you have kids and you have a husband or you have family members that widely, widely depend on you. Right. And, and, and more for emotional stability, not to say that they don't depend on you for financial stability, but definitely emotional stability, because there's so much that a mother brings, you know, a woman brings to any family. But my question to you for, uh, about this is, as you were first starting to understand what your true purpose was, and you're having more and more of these epiphanies on your mission and you niching down or niching down, um, how did you continue to believe in yourself where it feels like you're kind of one of the first people that are on your path, right? Because not a lot of women, especially how long have you been doing this empowering women from a coaching, a business coach standpoint? Yeah. So I started this in late 2014, like, like November, 2014 is when I really made this shift. Yeah. it's, It's been a while. Yeah. So seven years ago and the internet wasn't as vibrant as it is today, right? Everybody didn't have funnels and, and email lists and, and, and mini chats and everything else. So at this point, talk to me about, was it a mentor that you wound up coming across? Was it, you know, a, a YouTube video? What em- empowered you to believe, listen, I can be the first of many to come. And like, was it a tribe coaching program? What was it for you? Yeah, it was all of those things. So I think um, I I was seeking and, and I and I bet that there's a lot of people who are listening who can really relate to this. I was seeking something, you know, and and so a lot of times when you're in that place where I was, which was I have a vision for something, I think. <laughs> and, you know, my vision wasn't as clear as it is today. I was seeking something. So the first place that I started was from the place, there's something that I want to build. I'm not totally sure what it is. I think it has to do with helping women in business. And that was as clear as I could be at that point. And I think it's about helping them be better leaders. So from that place, all you have is what you know and what you don't know. 
And I think for me, it was the one thing that I was able to do. And I think this sort of helped because I had this journalistic background um, to be an old school journalist. Like we used to have to write an entire news story. I'd go into the newsroom in the morning, 9 a.m., I get a story. I don't know anything about the story, and I have to produce a good, balanced story at the end of the day. So what do you do? Okay, what are the aspects of this story that I kind of know something about? Who can I talk to? How can I get my arms around this issue and understand it and then produce something? Well, that was the same way for my business. I like had this vision. <laughs> you know, I think I know this part. Um, what don't I know who? So I worked with, um, I definitely worked with some coaches and mentors um, who helped me build some technical skills around learning how to sell better, learning how to be a stronger marketer. So definitely some of that. Um, I definitely found communities, you know, where there were other entrepreneurs, but I'll be honest, the, the missing piece, and I wish I had known this earlier, the missing piece for me was to really trust my connection to that inner wisdom. So that part of me that knew I'm here to help women be stronger leaders and be financially independent, you know, and that if I can trust that and really develop my relationship, like trust in my, have faith in my vision. Um, I think I wish I'd had that a little earlier because I kept thinking as I was building my business that I didn't know enough or that I was doing it wrong. And there were lots of moments when I would outsource my intelligence or wisdom to other coaches or mentors. They didn't ask me to, by the way, <laughs> like I gave that over willingly, you know, but always thinking I didn't know, I didn't know. So I think for an entrepreneur, you know, what I have learned is what's so important, even when you're a new entrepreneur and you think you don't know it's to really develop trust in yourself and in your vision and to develop trust in the business that's emerging. Like I think about, I have two sons, right? And I have trust and faith that they are going to transform into men who um, contribute to their communities and are good people and uh, make the world a better place. You know, I don't know how they're going to do it. I don't know, but all I know is that that's going to happen. It's that faith. And I think we need to have that same level of faith in our businesses. Um, we keep trying to control everything, you know? And so to, to your point, yes, I worked with mentors. Yes, I tapped into communities. Yes, I learned skills. I had a little bit of trust the whole time in this voice inside me, in this vision. Um, and now looking back, I think I could have doubled down on that trust a lot sooner. Hey, Dream Builder, if you are anything like me, you know the importance of setting goals and achieving those goals. And anytime you find something interferes with that, ultimately it interferes with your happiness. And if that's you or if you're in a rut right now, I want to encourage you to check out BetterHelp.com. Now, BetterHelp is not a crisis line. It's not self-help. It's professional counseling that's done securely online. BetterHelp will assess your needs and they'll match you with your own licensed professional therapist. You can send a message to your counselor at any time and you'll get timely and thoughtful responses back. Plus, you can schedule weekly, video, or even phone sessions, all without having to sit in an uncomfortable waiting room. Regardless if you're dealing with depression, grief, anxiety, or anything along those lines, there's a licensed professional just waiting on the other side to help you. And of course, I want to help you as well. 
I want you to start living a happier life today. And because you're a part of the Dream Nation tribe and as a listener, you'll get 10% off your first month by visiting our sponsor at betterhelp.com forward slash Dream Nation. Again, that's betterhelp.com forward slash Dream Nation. And you can join over 1 million people who have taken the charge of bettering their mental health. Now let's get back to it. Hmm. And would you say, so what was the, was it a aha moment that maybe, you know, you, you jumped all in on something like, do you have a, a epiphany moment that you jumped all in on something and you said, man, like, this is exactly what I thought it was going to be. Or did it just over mm-hmm. time, as you look back now, you can connect the dots. Yeah, there were a few epiphany moments and they were usually about, it was, it was sort of places where I just took inspired action. So I'll give you an example. Um, the first one was podcasting. So in 20, there's still not a ton of podcasts, like compared to blogs, like, you know, people say everybody and their dog are starting a podcast. I'm like, oh, contraire, <laughs> you know, people are not uh, starting podcasts. <laughs> like people are starting them, not continuing them. Like there's still a lot of space in podcasting. But anyway, in 2016, I started my podcast. And um, that was a thing where I was just like, this is, I know that this is something I need to do. You know, it felt good. It felt right. And in fact, the podcast actually turned into and and continues to be the most important element of our quote unquote marketing strategy. All of our buyers, we sell, you know, high ticket programs. All of our customers and clients have been loyal listeners to the podcast. So the podcast gets them ready to work with us. I had no idea that this would be the case. When I started the podcast, I just had this sense that it was the right thing to do. So my that vision, mm. you know, the the evolution of the business, it was revealed bit by bit, one inspired action at a time. I think, and what happens is, the more you learn to trust that, the more you learn to trust um, that voice. So when you feel that inspired action, um, taking it versus let me, let me share another thing. So that was like inspired action. I was like, I need to do this. On the other hand, I can remember hearing about, so I was in this mastermind and everybody was doing this new launch strategy and everybody was talking about it and it was so hype. And I was like, well, maybe we should do it. P.S. We already had strategies that worked for us. But this one seemed to be so much bigger, so much better, be getting so many more people. And so I was like, yeah, let's do it. But you know the thing that was driving me to do it? Scarcity. It was FOMO. I was afraid of missing out. I thought if I do this, I could get more and better and bigger. It wasn't inspired action. It was fear. And so I think that, you know, the lesson here Mm. for me is that connecting to that clarity of vision is about learning to tell the difference between inspired action that you know is right for you versus FOMO. And I think that's something that is a huge filter for an entrepreneur to be able to build up. I don't think we're naturally born with it. Some wise souls are. I think we kind of have to stumble our way through, make some mistakes. But now, you know, I only listen to that inspired vision, that inspired voice and everything else. I just have zero problems cutting. 
Wow. There's so much wisdom in what you just said. And, and no one, I mean, we've had some really phenomenal guests on here and no one's ever, you know, definitely put it in that way, articulated that way of like, ask yourself, am I doing this out of inspiration or am I doing this out of fear? A lot of people, they would say, hey, you know what? Uh, they do do things out of FOMO, right? Not that they necessarily want to do it, but they feel like they have to do it. But that's why they can't sustain you know, that, that, and I don't want to say integrity, but that's why they can't sustain that passion for doing it long term because it was, hey, it was a short term. It was more of a motivating factor rather than an inspiring factor. Um, so I love that you brought that up. Uh, one thing that I also wanted to make sure that we tapped into, which is a, a huge, huge, um, thing that I think people can relate to right now is you talked about not just hustling all day. And I think right now, obviously the word of like side hustle is huge, right? People have jobs and I need a side hustle, but also people not understanding something that you talked about as well, like autonomy, that freedom to do your own thing, but at the same time, like automations where you can scale. Talk to me about how did you like, what was that turning point where you said, listen, I'm hustling a lot right now. And it feels like that I'm losing sight of what I'm really supposed to be doing or I'm burning out. Yeah. Oh my gosh. There were so, there were actually a series of moments like that. Um, I went through a period where I started noticing that, um, every time my mom saw me, she would look at me with this sort of concerned look and she would be like, are you Okay you look tired. <laughs> and mm. I was so in the grind. You know, entrepreneurs are tough, man. Like we can be really tough. And that's an amazing thing because I think there are certain periods where you need that toughness, you know? Um, but then the problem is that sometimes we're so tough that we can't, we don't recognize that we're overdoing it. We don't recognize that we're close to burnout. Um, there were, there was a time when I missed. So my, my two sons, they were going into their first day. It wasn't their first day ever of school. It wasn't that bad, but it was like their one was going into like the second grade and one was going into the sixth grade. And I wasn't there for the first day of school. You know, I was on a business trip and I can remember being like, what am I doing? Like what, you know, in what world is this priority, the right priority? So at the time I was, um, a, my business wasn't as focused as it needed to be. So when your business isn't focused, when you're not locked in and niched in, you have to do a lot. Like when, when your business doesn't have, when the heart of your company isn't focused and niched down, it's relatively unfocused. And when your business is unfocused, as you scale, you scale that lack of focus, which mm. keeps you trapped in this hustle trap. You have to do all these different things to keep an unfocused business going. So I was like, okay, enough is enough. And I really had to, um, I decided that's when I started, you know, cutting the good in favor of the great. So for me, that was, I was working with all women leaders and that's when I stopped working with corporate women, only focused on working with women entrepreneurs and only focused on working with women entrepreneurs who are already at six figures to help them get to seven figures. That immediately brought so much simplicity so that when I scaled, rather than having to do five or six or seven different things, I could focus only on doing two things. So what I mean is that hustle culture 
is still about like taking a hunting approach to growing your business. Like you have to go out, you have to shoot down a mastodon, drag it back to the cave to feed everybody. And then you have to go out and hunt again. And for me, it became about becoming more of a farmer, like planting, getting really clear on what kind of farm we were going to have, choosing the best seeds, planting those seeds, watering the garden, taking care of it and creating orchards that just bear fruit quarter after quarter, year after year. So, you know, I think that's the key. And a lot of entrepreneurs are trapped in this hustle culture. Um, And there is an amount of hustle you and I both know, like, look, you're going to have to work sometimes for sure. But it's when you're, um, you're putting in the work hunting and hunting, it's like Groundhog Day, it never changes versus farming, where you're actually producing stuff that can can grow and generate revenue for you. It's a totally different way of looking at it. But I can tell when I'm talking to a farmer versus talking to a hunter. A hunter Mm. is always stressed. Even when she has money in the bank, she's always stressed. She's always like, where are the best grazing grounds? Where are the mastodons now? Where, you know what I mean? There's just this energy around it, right? Farmers are like, look, the harvest is going to come in. It always has, you know? And so there's just this sort of calmer energy That's what I'm talking about. And that's, I think, how you scale, but you also create, you know, um, this space, this freedom, um, this time to contribute to your energy, to your industry on a higher level, to set, to show your family what it looks like to be able to generate cash influence and autonomy at the same time, you know, and we don't have a ton of examples of that. And so to me, I think that's just so critical. Yeah. And again, so much wisdom. Um, And and yeah, you can definitely always see who's the difference between a hunter. And I think that some people, I think the tough thing is when you've been embedded in that your whole life, right? You got to hustle, hustle hard. Um, And then it becomes at some point you ask yourself, you know, is it the thrill of the chase that I like? Right. Or do I need to hustle to be able to continue? Because what a lot of people, when you talk about farming, what kind of comes to my mind is that follow up and nurturing. Right. And obviously you have to keep watering and you have to be patient. Most people, especially if you're talking about in the entrepreneur world, if you're talking about e-commerce, because e-commerce obviously deals more with brands than, you know, not to say that people aren't, you know, on this side and on the other side consuming the products, but it deals more with branding. Whereas when you're talking about like personal coaching or consulting, that deals more with people. And so most people, when they become an entrepreneur, whichever one that they're on, they're thinking transactional rather than relational. And then it becomes, hey, I got to continuously hunt. So when I heard that, it was like, well, why do most people identify with the hunting word? And it's because they struggle with nurturing relationships, in my opinion, versus, you know, um, keeping it saying, hey, I'm in this for the long haul. And just as you said, the harvest will come around. I just got to stay patient. Yeah, totally. And, you know, I can remember reading this book that was at Parker. Our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. You have... 
One unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow, <laughs> I could really use Current. <laughs> I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. Totally life-changing. It's called The Soul of Money by Lynn Twist. The Soul of Money by Lynn Twist. So I heard about the book. I heard her talk on this massive stage one time, and I was like, who is this person? But The Soul of Money wasn't about funnels. And so at that time, I was all about learning about funnels. So I was like, I'll put it on my bookshelf for another time. Anyway, I eventually got around to reading it. And it was life-changing because what she basically said is, look, you know, most of us are trapped in this scarcity mindset. And the rules of scarcity are this, more is always better. There's never enough. And that's just the way that it is. And the opposite of scarcity isn't abundance. And this is where I have problems with people who are like, just practice your abundance mindset. And they're like going around saying, I am a billionaire. I'm like, no, you're not. <laughs> you know what I mean? You're not a billionaire. You don't even have, you know, 25 bucks in your bank account. Your brain knows that's not true. The opposite of scarcity isn't abundance. The opposite of scarcity is sufficiency. I'm enough. You're enough. There's enough. And when I started really adopting this, I started to see all the ways in which scarcity was driving me as a leader. So I'll give you an example. I would have strategies that were working beautifully to like marketing strategies that were working beautifully, producing amazing, you know, leads and prospects and clients and customers generating revenue. That revenue was growing steadily. And what did you know how to book flights and hotels? All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify's there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. I do, that's not enough. More would be better. And so then I would go out and try to figure out all these other ways I could get more leads. And it sounds like, well, isn't that what business is all about? 
Not when it's driven from scarcity. More is better. There's never enough. So that's just an example. So what happens as an entrepreneur, when you're driven from that place, more is better and there's never enough, you stop focusing on what you're really good at and you're always hunting for the next strategy. You're always look hunting for the next thing. You're always looking for that next client rather than paying attention to the clients that you have. Now, of course, we do want to grow. But to me, when I grow from the place of sufficiency, growth is more fun. I'm more of an experiment. It's more experimental. I try things, but I also mm-hmm. really honor the things that I know and what's working. And that for me was huge. Like, so now when I do want to go hunting or trying something different, it's because I want to, it's because it's fun, not because I'm being driven by this sense of it's not enough driven by this underarching scarcity. And I think that's like this huge, as a leader, knowing the difference between scarcity and sufficiency, you know, you move from scarcity to sufficiency to abundance. A lot of, you know, mindset gurus are trying to say, go right from scarcity to abundance. Meanwhile, your rational brain is like, oh, hell no. We know you're not, you know, we know you're not a millionaire and we know you can't wishfully think your way there. Like there's some steps in between. And to me, sufficiency is the step in between. Hey, Dream Builder, are your home and auto policies almost up for renewal? If so, and you're looking for a lower rate, I believe I have a solution for you. And it's called Policy Genius. Policy Genius makes it easy to compare home and auto rates in one place. They can help you find home and auto coverage similar to what you have now, but at a lower price. And the best part is they've saved customers on average $1,250 per year over what they're already paying for home and auto insurance. Getting started is super easy. First, just head on over to policygenius.com and answer a few questions about yourself and your property, and then Policy Genius takes it from there. They'll compare rates from America's top insurers from Progressive to Allstate to find you the lowest quote. So head on over to policygenius.com to get started right now. Again, that's policygenius.com, and you can find out when it comes to insurance how they help you get it right. Now let's go ahead and hop back into it. Wow, that's so powerful. And and I've heard it again uh, before. I've heard that many a times, but I think that you articulated in a way that a lot of people can identify with because they've tried these affirmations and they've tried to feel the affirmations, right? And all those things. And it's like, uh, you know, I, and, and I think that that's very, very important. I think um, whose book was I reading? It was uh, Hal Elrod. And he was talking about the same thing. So he wrote The Miracle Morning. And, yes, I love uh, that and book. I actually heard him. Yeah, phenomenal book. And uh, he was actually in a clubhouse room. This was probably about six months ago. And and uh, he was talking about a new program that he was writing called like The Savers. And he talked about that exact thing. He talked about how people were saying like, I'm a millionaire and I'm a billionaire. And I got all the He's like, no, you don't. Your brain <laughs> yeah. can tell that that's not the truth. Right. And so I love that. I think that that's a great uh, way for other people to say, listen, I'm not getting the results. I don't feel like I'm getting the transformation that I want by just saying I'm a millionaire. Well, what about if we take a step back and yeah, we just talk about I am enough because we also understand that a lot of people, what they really lack, um, even though we talk about systems and, and structure and all these other things or accountability, what they really lack is the confidence to go after what they want. Right. And so even those things that can get you to the level 
level of sufficiency. It's that confidence that you really have to believe in something and you have to believe in either hiring a coach or being able to believe that, you know, you can not only um, have a seat at the table, right, but you can build the table and you can bring other people to your table. It's all about that belief, believing in something, right? You don't have to jump all the way to the highest level, but sufficiency, I think, is a phenomenal way to put it that can just get people that one step closer to taking some type of action. So I think that, yeah, that's super, super powerful that you said that. Um, let me ask, has it where for you, when you feel like that you, cause right now it feels like you're, you're locked in on all cylinders, right? It feels like you've been practicing this for a very long time. You know who you are, you know what your net worth is, your value, your spiritual value. And you now teach other women's, especially how to lock this in as well. But on times where you don't feel like that it's working for you, where do you turn to for your inspiration? Mm, oh my gosh. So I love this. So I, um, turn to a couple of different places. So I will, um, I turn to a piece of wisdom when I don't feel good. And that happens. Like I just went through a period a couple of weeks ago. I don't know if it was the change of seasons into the cold weather we discussed off the top, but I was just feeling low. And, um, I remember a woman, her name is Chris Plackey. She told me once she was coaching me and she said, you know, Eleanor, um, you don't have to be in a rush to feel better. And mm. that was huge. I was like, what? Of course, <laughs> you know, why would you say that? I don't feel good. Why wouldn't I be in a rush to feel better? And so, hey. you know, yeah, like that's the dumbest advice ever. But anyway, I tried it because <laughs> I was paying for the advice. So I tried it and it was actually really good advice. And so when I'm not, so that's a piece of wisdom that I turn to again and again. Hey, my girl, don't be in a rush to feel better. Like it's okay to feel low. What happens when you just hang out here for a, for a bit and just rather than judging yourself or feeling stressed, like you have to correct it, just allow yourself to be here. And that is always, it's always, um, there's just this relief and you can kind of focus on resting or doing whatever it is that you need to do. So I turn to that piece of wisdom I turn to, I always, you know, have like a mentor or a coach that I turn to. I have a couple of friends. And then this other part of it is just simply when I feel that low, you know, something that's been really important to me is that often low is feeling isolated and not connected. And so mm. I really try to take time with my family to kind of put business aside and connect into my family who keep me whole and sane. you know, those are the places that I really turn. Um, and, you know, for me, I'm Canadian. So I also it's the season. So I also turn to Raptors basketball and just have a few things that I can just completely get into and lose myself. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm like a majorly true fan. So it's a mix of like family wisdom, you know, uh, family yeah. wisdom, mentors and then entertainment. Um, joy, you know, those are the places that I turn to when I don't feel locked in and connected. I'll be honest. There's two things that came to my mind in that quick rush when you were like, so, you know, I'm Canadian as well. The first thing that came to my mind is I thought you were going to say hockey. I'm a huge, huge, huge basketball <laughs> fan. Um, so I love all things basketball, oh, yeah. college Who's basketball and NBA. Uh, so I'm from Chicago. Yeah. So I'm a Bulls fan, but I'm a Duke fan. They're good in this year. 
uh, a Duke. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, mm-hmm. yes. Duke. I'm a huge Duke fan. Um, depending on whenever, you know, this is watched or listened to. Um, it's funny. Last night, I just actually booked tickets to Cameron Indoor Stadium for my whole family. So, yeah, my <gasps> son's really good at basketball. So is we're, gonna, we're oh, all going to be going so to sad. watch Coach K. And in his last season, um, so we're super excited about that. But yeah, and then the second one, uh, it's so hockey, but then you said the Raptors. The second one I thought you were going to say, though, was Drake. Because you like just assumed that like, I, I thought you were like, so you know, I turned to Drake. I was yeah. like, my girl. <laughs> well, Drake turns to the Raptors, too, as we all know. Right. Listen, yeah. Oh, yeah. Basketball is the sport. I mean, there's, there's, the listen, sport. it's just, it's the sport. Yeah, just brings it me so much joy. Yeah. yeah, yeah, absolutely. My, it, it's crazy because I've definitely been blessed in life uh, to have my son, and and uh, he's he's pretty good for just being ten. Is and he? So now he's at that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You <gasps> you can go like check out my stories, or I'm sure anybody watching or listening. But yeah, um, yeah, he's he's really good for being ten. He plays up on the on the fifth grade team on their top teams. We play at a pretty big program. Yeah, um, that's sponsored by Adidas, and so. He, he plays up on that team and uh, he's just, yes, yeah, I'm going to be watching for him. I'm going to be watching for him. I mean, we could talk. Listen, it's interesting. We, we scored uh, a rookie named Scotty Barnes, who's yeah, amazing. Yeah, he was like, I think the number six draft pick, I think. He was the number six, I yeah, think, something was, like that. I thought he was top five, but yeah, Scotty Maybe Barnes he might have been top five. Yeah. Amazing. Holy, but they were watching him since, you know, Bobby Webster, the GM from the Raptors, was like, we were watching him from the time he was 16. But here's the thing you could, I mean, people are like, why? Wow. They're totally talking about basketball. Here's the thing that I think is important. Here's one thing that I learned in order to rest completely. I used to think that resting and recovering was all about like chilling. But what I've learned is that to rest and recover, like entrepreneurship is stimulating and all, all on, right? It's full on that you have to have something that engages you at that same level of intensity in order to actually be able to relax. And once I learned that, I was like, okay, I get it. And so your hobbies, like they have to engage you. You can tell both of us are like super engaged into basketball, the development of young players, the NBA draft, your son, I'm totally going to go check him out. And that is how that's where to go to, to places that are, you know, that, that stimulate you at that same level with that same level of intensity. It's the only thing I find that really allows for that unwinding to happen. Yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. Anybody watching or listening, uh, most people know my story and, and, um, and they, they, I've definitely had a one percenter, you know, definitely type story, but it's so funny because now having multiple businesses and now supporting my wife, you know, wholeheartedly with our daycares that we have, we have daycare centers. And so she's running those like crazy and she comes from no entrepreneurship, but that is just like you said, I bring that point up because that's that one thing that truly allows me to just unwind. Um, like when I'm in the gym with CJ, because I, I, I'm not checking my phone. We're focused on just development, the process, the progress, right? Everything is just getting 1% better. And so, yeah, I absolutely love that you said that. And, and just like you said as well, like at the end of the day, entrepreneurship, we all are very strong. We all are very strong minded. But at the end of the day, if we don't have anything that allows us to just release for a couple hours a day, what you'll find is that you'll burn out. 
And then what you'll find is if you have other people on your team, they'll be able, just like your mom was able to see it, your team will be able to see that. And then you're no good to anybody. Right. So, yeah, I'm 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 glad they, that you said that. And I think anybody who's watching or listening, they understand. I, I'll always associate something back to basketball. <laughs> We're a huge, huge basketball family. Like, same, that's what we do every night. Yeah. Listen, the so amount of it. hours, the amount of hours that are dedicated in this. My husband, both my sons play. My husband coaches both their teams. It's um, it's a big thing. Like, you know, you know anyway. Yeah. That's a whole other conversation. Whole other, it's, it's yeah, we'll have to bring it back on. Exactly. You know, I thought about doing with starting, and I might here in the next like year or two. But I already got two podcasts, so I got to be you know careful on this. But I thought about starting up a, a podcast with CJ, my son, oh. um, and 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 it would be based on sports, like yes. sports and for, and like video games, like allowing yes. him to commentate and and that's another way that I would like come into his world, right? And he'd be totally. like, oh, did you see Steph last night? Yes. He had 30, you know, and then it's kind of a way that like when we're watching an NBA game, whether it's Scotty Barnes, Trey Young, you know, whoever it might be, and then it's that next day if we're going to record, he's like, yeah, but last night, like, he did this <laughs> and this, and so it's like a way for him to just be excited even more rather than feeling like, because that's one thing I'm very, very cognizant of, back to our point, is even though we go to the gym, I mean, he's in the gym four days a week right now and it can be a lot but that's why I do things like the Duke game and everything else to try to keep it as fun as possible for him so where he doesn't feel like it's a job but at the same time when people ask like oh because remember let's think about this five years ago and say and I think everybody a lot of people we have younger brothers sisters nieces nephews that we can all be a, a guiding factor for if they are coming up in the world of sports Yep. Well, 10 years ago, 15 years ago, it felt like that there was only one route. Like you'd be like, well, you're not going to, you know, the percentage of you making it to the NBA is like 0.03. But nowadays with things like the Neo, which is the name, image and likeness for college players. And now with Instagrams and TikToks and you're a video, if you just have one really game, really good game with the ability for that to go viral, I always tell my wife, it's not crazy to think that six years from now, when he's 16, he could be worth $250,000, right? Because he's built an audience because yes. he, you know, he, he's now serving them all the time with basketball content or whatever else. So it's like don't, basketball or the league is not only the way that you can make a living. Think about yes. it. Like nowadays, even if you want to be a trainer or a coach, you could still make really good money off of that without having to clock into someone else's schedule and follow your passion. So totally. I'm so big on oh that. Oh my God. Because the whole thing, like what we're really talking about here is that is that it's an ecosystem. So, mm-hmm. you know, the NBA itself, the league itself isn't, you know, it used to be the only thing going, but now because we live in this entrepreneurial culture, it's actually a part of an ecosystem, a total ecosystem in which so many different smart aspiring people can etch out a, a home um, and create revenue and f- pay it forward. I 100% am with you. And I think that's the way that we need to really look at things. That's been like the gift of technology, of communication. It's been this creation of ecosystems. Um, yeah, no, I, I am 100% picking up what you're putting down. I think it's genius. 
Yeah, so just keep inspiring your kids, whoever's watching, listening, your younger brothers or sister, whoever. Don't think of that old mentality of like, oh, well, you're not, you're not going to be this. It's like, there's so many ways. Like, there's literally people that are a third of our age right now, young boys and girls that are making j- almost just as much money as we are, maybe even more, and they're on Twitch right now. Yes. Right? Which is crazy to think about. You're like, what? how are you... And but there is they're out there. Right. But they they had that inspiration. And again, maybe in the beginning, they didn't know their path and started out a little bit of FOMO. But then after a while, they started to understand that, you know, this was what they wanted to do. And it became more inspiration. But they believed in their intuition, which back to your point, I think that that's where kids are just so phenomenal. Right. Because they do before they've been, you know, indoctrinated with the world. Right. They do just go off of their intuition and, and they go off of their inspiration. So yeah, we could they talk do. about that. You know that what? Listen, every long. guidance counselor in North America needs to hear this because I think, you know, that that's the most important skill in the modern world is identifying something that you love and figuring out what ecosystem is this a part of and how can I creatively insert myself into that space? That is so much more important than acing a job interview. You know, not that that's not important too, but there's so many different skills that I think are so critical for young people. Yeah, no, that's every, you need to clip that for all the, all the guidance counselors in North America. They need to hear what you just said. Yeah, this, I mean, this whole episode has just been phenomenal. I mean, all of the wisdom that you've given, this has definitely been a phenomenal conversation. This will definitely be shared more ways than one uh, yes. There's so many viral clips in this, especially in the world of TikTok. This has got about at least 12 TikTok clips in here right now. And, and we're just now getting into all of that. But uh, yeah, like I said, phenomenal. I want to, I know that uh, I want to be the first one to say thank you. And I appreciate you if no one else has told you that today. I got one final question and I think you've already tapped on it a little bit, but I would love for you to kind of elaborate or give us a different answer. Um, a lot of people, they see you to where your journey, your dream, your dream and your journey has uh, led you to today. And they see all of your success. And I always ask, I used to always ask the question of if there was one thing that you wish you could have changed, what would it be? But then I would always get the prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply at LifeMD.com. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumor. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications through LifeMD? LifeMD is now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. You just take your shot. It doesn't feel like you're on a diet. What I wasn't expecting it to do was to shut off the food noise. This was life-altering, and if I can do it, I feel like anybody can do it. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at TryLifeMD.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. 
Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Answer that. You know what? I wouldn't change anything. It made me who I am. And like I said, I always call BS on that because I'm like, if we could go back, That's we'd right. all change something. Right? We'd change something. Yes. But it's like, okay, I understand that. So here's what I've learned to do. I've learned to rephrase it. And now I ask the question, if there was one thing that you wish that you would have implemented sooner to accelerate your path on your dream, your journey, and your goal of where you are today thus far, what would that one thing be? So I would say it would have been really understanding a concept that I have learned about, um, which is called wholeness. So let me give you, it's a bit more of a, it's a bit more complicated, but if I'm answering this question, honestly, that's what it would be. So here's what used to happen. I would start to create success and then I would notice that as I was getting more successful with this initiative or that initiative, I would start to get afraid and I would register these little fears and it might be something like I might think that somebody was trying to take something from me or I would worry that, um, uh, you know, that uh, somebody was going to try to take me down or just little things. They were just they weren't big fears, but they were little ones and they were there and I didn't understand what was happening. And I thought, oh, you know, you just have this upper limit problem or, oh, you're just, you know, worrying about people who don't matter and all of this kind of stuff. But what I didn't realize is that there was a part of me, um, usually like a couple different parts of me, little aspects of who I was that were still a part of me from when I was a little girl or whatever, who didn't feel safe standing out, who um, didn't feel safe, you know, really sharing their ideas, really did worry that if you put your stuff out there, somebody's going to take it and use it against you. Just little aspects of who I was. And so what I would try to do is tell them to shut up. You know, I would be like, oh, those are limiting thoughts. Those are negative thoughts, whatever. You're, you're so past this. But they kept coming back. What I didn't know how to do was to take them seriously, go back and have a conversation with that younger inner self and say, listen, sweetie, I totally hear you. Uh, you don't have to run this business. I'm going to run it. You're totally safe here. Let's go. Like, I didn't know how to go back and talk to these aspects of myself, make them feel included in my journey. Because what, without doing that, you're fighting yourself. You're at war with yourself. You know, you're telling yourself uh. to shut up. You're telling these, these versions of you. We all have them. I didn't know that. I didn't have the language for it. I didn't understand it. And I kept trying to, so I kept having to sort of hustle past that. I wish that I'd understood what wholeness means it's about bringing all the aspects of you to the table, about you know listening to them, making space for them, assuring them, hey, you don't have to run this business. I got you, but I need you. <laughs> you know, you've got to come with me. And when I did that, I was no longer at war with myself. I was all in with myself. And that is probably the thing that I wish I had known and been able to implement sooner. Because I think I'd be even for, I'm very happy with where I am. I think I'd be even further ahead. Um, but I would have had a lot of peace and awareness a lot sooner in my path. Yeah, that again, phenomenal way uh, to bring this to a close. This is, that's so, there's so much wisdom in that. And you know what just come to my mind? So CJ, he just started wearing contacts. Um, so he's 10 years old. He's since two, he's wore glasses. And yeah. so obviously he's first learning to put those contacts in. And in the beginning, he is 
biting himself, his own hands. And it just, it's so, and we just got done talking about that. It's like, stop fighting yourself, right? Just relax, right? Yes. Like you, you tell yourself, it's okay. Like, I'm not going to poke my eyeball out. Like your fingers yes. work together as one motion, right? You are who you are. And so there's so much in that. But that's what came to my mind when you were like, you know, you're fighting yourself if you don't just, you know, have that conversation, if you don't just relax uh, yeah. So, yeah, again, phenomenal, phenomenal. This has been uh, one of my favorite episodes. Absolutely. I'm so glad that you came on here. And uh, and th- that's a definitely a strong compliment because we've had phenomenal. phenomenal I know you have. And- I so appreciate that. Just such a such an awesome conversation. Yeah, such an awesome yeah. conversation. Thank you for and that. And needed one. I think lives will be changed by the wisdom that you put out there. If people really take heed to that, if they really just sit down and, and start to uncover that. And are you going to be able to do it overnight? Absolutely not. But if you start to apply just even one or two of these strategies, I know that I will, mm-hmm. right? Like that that's sufficient enough. Like I am enough, things like that. Because sometimes I do find myself identifying with being a hunter. But have I ever sat down and said, okay, you know, is there times that I could just, you know, chill? And, and I've become very comfortable with it. I don't think that I'm very stressed. Obviously, you can see here that like, yeah, I, I just have natural energy. But we all go through those moments where you have to ask yourself, you have to have the conversation with yourself. Is this going guiding me to my North Star? And I've and I'll be honest as well for anybody that's listening. I don't know that I've ever asked myself, am I doing this out of FOMO or am I doing this out of inspiration? Mm. Right. Regardless of what the answer is, I don't know that I've ever even asked myself that. So that's a a very good conversation to have with myself or even when I'm in the car and it's like, hey, I want to do this. But it's like, but is this out of FOMO? Is this because everybody else on social media is doing it? Or is it because that's what I truly want to do, which I don't think that could ever, ever hurt. So again, my sister, I appreciate all of the wisdom that you've given on this show. Um, we will make sure that we put all of the links to your your programs, um, your courses in the show notes. But for anybody who wants to stay directly connected with you, tell us where can they find you? Yeah. So I would say the place to go would be to to my podcast. It's called Power Presence Position. You can go check that out. Um, if you're a podcast listener, it could be a great place for you to go. And I'm Eleanor Beaton on Instagram. Got it. Absolutely. And you, you, you publish a lot of really cool content on um, LinkedIn as well, right? Yeah. LinkedIn is probably my biggest platform. Um, And yeah, LinkedIn is a great platform. It's a little different. It's it's a little, it's a little, um, LinkedIn is an interesting platform. I love it too. It's not quite as personal. Yeah. Yeah, definitely not. But it allows you, I think, to, to, Bring back that inner journalist, right? Because you can obviously, you know, publish those blog posts and publish, you know, the thoughts and more people would sit there and read through the entire caption. (laughs) That's right. On Instagram. It's it's becoming a lot harder to get people to read a long caption on Instagram. Totally. Right. Totally. It it just because now we're being conditioned again that we want to see more reels, right? And we want to see more TikToks. And now they've even started to incorporate that into Facebook, right? And those yes. reels. So, yeah. So it's it's a lot harder to get people to read. It's like once they're on those platforms, they're like, I want to see the picture or the video. If yeah. I want to if I want to read, I'm going to LinkedIn or a blog. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. Exactly. <laughs> or not at all. Right. Yeah. 
Well, again, Dream Nation, this has been hopefully valuable for you, for your life, for your, you know, journey and, and to becoming that entrepreneur that you want to be. But more importantly, turning that dream that you have into a reality. But we all know that you must take action because if not that dream and we all have a dream, it will only merely be a fantasy. That's all for this one. We'll catch you on the next one. That's all we got for this episode. Thank you for sticking around. That truly means a lot to me. And hopefully that means that we delivered massive value on this one. If you haven't already, the way that you could say thank you to myself and the team is just by heading over to iTunes and leaving a review and a rating. That's what iTunes loves to see. That's how we get out there even more. And I would definitely, definitely be grateful for it. I know the team would as well. Do me a favor and head on over to dreamnationpodcast.com. That's where you're going to be able to find all of the resources that we talked about in today's episode, as well as more exclusive content. And you'll also be able to sign up to our email list where we have more exclusive content. And we always love to hear the feedback from you all because you're our tribe. So remember, in the dream we trust, we'll see you on the flip side. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.